Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, sweet friends. I want to invite you to something very exciting happening March 1st through the 9th. It is my Feel Better Now challenge. It's been a year since the pandemic, and I want to check in. I know we're still doing all the things. I know that we've had to stuff down emotions, avoid emotions, do all of the things in hopes of just getting through the day. And I want to help you feel better. I want to teach you tools that you can use that will change your life. And this, my sweet friends, is a free training. Every day, I will train for 30 minutes. I will teach. We will coach. We will do all of the things. And you will walk away with the new thoughts and new actions to help you change your relationship with your inner life. I know that our emotional health matters more than anything. And I want to really give you the tools to feel empowered, to really take ownership of your emotional experience and know that you have a choice in every moment. Okay, sweet friends, you just go to jessicastong.com forward slash challenge and sign up. I'm so excited to see you. I'm so excited for you to greet you on the other side. XOXO. And please enjoy this conversation about whole brain, full brain living, EXO. Hi, friends. I'm so excited to talk about right brain connection and whole brain living, really this idea of integration. Um, In our brain, I want to talk about what it looks like. Uh, First, we're going to do the description of the two hemispheres, why connection to your right brain matters, and how to create more integration in your life. I'm so excited to discuss how we can experience life with our full brain. And so much of this conversation, sweet friends, is shaped by numerous books right? Whole brain parenting, parenting from the inside out, mindsight, even brainstorm. Dr. Daniel Siegel's book about um, the adolescent brain. If there was one brain and behavior book you need to read, it would actually be Mindsight by Siegel. And wait, or maybe parenting from the inside out or the yes brain, all of them. I think you should read all of them. And when we are talking about brain integration today, it's so necessary for our understanding of what it means to be fully actualized, fully embodied, fully aware, fully present to all of our life. And it is this sense of integration and well being, which Dr. Siegel describes as health, happiness, a sense of purpose and meaning can be achieved through this process of right brain, left brain integration. So much of my work is um, describing the triune brain, which is that um, lower functioning brain versus you know, the amygdala and then our cortex and that prefrontal cortex, which mediates so many executive skills. 
Um, and this does not negate, this is in combination with that integration as well. So I just offer that to you as an understanding of how this all impacts each other and works together. Um, and really, integration is the act of establishing meaningful links between two different things, right? In, in simplest terms, Dr. Daniel Siegel explains that integration is, right, I love this, like a fruit smoothie. It's not a fruit smoothie where things are blended together to make like a new, everything's like unrecognizable. You can like take certain, but it's all mushed together, blended together. It's really like integration can be seen as a fruit salad where super like separate parts remain separate and identifiable, but are made into something desirable. Okay, so, so often um, we understand that we can have this um, understanding of our brain, like there are distinct parts, they work together, we don't need to smash them together, we don't need, like this distinction is so important to our recognition of, of the world. And it is so bright in here, I'm just going to close the window and see if that helps little bit, a little bit. Um, so I want you to understand that this process really is understanding how our brain works together. And we um, talk about vertical integration, which is that um, brainstem, amygdala, limbic system, and then our cortex, or um, horizontal integration, right? And, and linking the two sides of our brain. So we know that the brain is divided into halves, left and right. So neural integration also involves linking the two sides. And um, Daniel Siegel and Tina uh, Payne Bryson, is that her name? Yeah, I think it is. Um, they say that the brain has two sides for a reason with each side having specialized functions. We can achieve more complex goals and carry out more intricate, sophisticated tasks. And problems arise when the two sides of our brain are not using, uh, are not using each other, not integrated with each other. We're coming to our experiences primarily from one side or the other. And oftentimes, we'd be a lot more successful and avoid going in circles if we used both of our sides of our brain in order to live a balanced, meaningful, and creative lives full of connected relationships. It's crucial that our two hemispheres work together, right? And most of us are familiar with the basics of the remarkable human brain, right? Between our ears, um, and our, uh, behind our eyes, our left and right brains, two halves responsible for very different experiences and parts of our personality. And so many of our right brain specializations are concerned with things outside of our immediate awareness. We can think of it as the home of the unconscious mind, right? When we are awake, the right hemisphere silently provides information to the left, which we experience as intuition, image, feelings, um, emotions, and visual images. And the both brains have a, halves of the brain have a vital role to play, right? And well-being requires a balance of the two. And so we know that the two hemispheres are joined 
um, at the bottom by the corpus callosum. I don't know why that word is so hard for me to say. The part of the brain that's responsible for linking the two hemispheres via neural, neural transmission, right? And here's how I always say it, that the left brain is responsible for, yes, the concept of time, whereby our moments are divided by past, present, future, it's facts, it's, it's the else, it's the language, it's the literal, it's the logic, it's the separateness, it's the sharp boundaries, it's the details, the hierarchical categorization, the self-image that defines us as unique from everything and everyone else resides in the domain of that left brain language, linear, logical, literal. We speak what we think from that left side of our brain. And the right side is, and I'm trying to point to like you would see it on your right side. I don't know if that's happening. Also, I don't know my left from my right because I'm dyslexic, but that's neither here there nor there. So the right side of our brain is that holistic, nonverbal, in intuition, intuitive, and emotional experience. And I often say, well, you guys know I'm wildly besmirked. Is that a word? I'm wildly taken by Jill Bolte Taylor's experience in my stroke of insight um, in her book. And she also has a very popular TED talk and she holds the human brain, right? She was a neuroscientist that was doing research on brain and got to see what happens at the age of, what age was she, like 37, 36? Um, I love that I just sometimes make up ages. I mean, really, um, she lost um, use of her left brain because she had a stroke. She virtually lost all of her left brain functions. And it took her eight years of difficult and challenging rehabilitation to recover, right? But in her estimation, her stroke was in many ways a gift. It allowed her to see her right brain for the first time to be unencumbered by that left brain experience of the world. And she notes like it's so incredible that the confusion of, of not being able to like know your numbers or speak of losing her left brain literal experience. Remember it took her, she was trying to dial for help and she couldn't remember 911, but she could call her office phone and just make guttural um, words. She was trying to form words, right? Um, and so then her office mate knew to come and send uh, 911. But she found herself in a familiar place in that right brain. I mean, although she often said like it was so dis it was so blissful and so peaceful. And that neglected right brain, based on all of the things she had done in her life, she was completely dominated by that left brain experience that she hadn't been given the tools for integration. And I want to get this quote right because it's so beautiful. Um, she says, I have to find it. Our right brain hemisphere is all about the present moment. Information in the form of energy streams in through all of our sensory systems. 
then it explodes into an enormous collage of what this present moment looks like, what this pro present moment smells like and tastes like and what it feels like and sounds like. She was describing that beautiful experience of being felt, a feeling of knowing, of sensing from that right brain experience. Now, I want to say this. She has been blasted by the people that she worked with, some of the people, not all of them, obviously, um, in a New York Times article and other places, because she was able to describe her experience in a way that called for a greater communication and communion with a higher power, with God, with her spiritual source. And they decided that she um, had the courage to articulate this, that she was what, a quack, that she was no longer worthy of the distinction of a neuroscientist because she had this, this experience of right brain experiencing never before articulated or maybe articulated before, but I haven't had access to it um, in, in the, the literature. And so her courage was seen as a, as a um, I guess, people needed to defend their left brain point of view. That's why it's often so hard for us to talk about these experiences because when we are afraid, our left brain takes over, right? Our left brain's like, don't worry. I will figure this out. I will smack down any opposition to what I believe is really happening. So I just want to say that, like, like, let's just say thank you to Dr. Taylor for um, having the courage to share her story. So we also know that we are invited into this experience of whole brain integration. Now we will get to how I think or how I recommend or how Dr. Siegel recommends or Dr. Taylor recommends how to really embrace this whole being, whole living, horizontal integration. Because you know, I talk so much about vertical integration that I'm focusing here. But we know, according to Siegel, that fostering mental health is like paddling down the river, right? Like the river of, I see it as like the river of the corpus colossum, right? And one bank is the chaos. And the other is the rigidity. And fostering mental health in ourselves, in others, in kids, involves maintaining a balance between these two banks, between these two experiences, between chaos and rigidity, between flexibility and inflexibility. And by using our whole brains, we friends, right? Helping the parts of our brain to become better integrated, we can find that balance, find that, that equilibrium, that often is a result of living our whole selves, our whole being embodied and really being integrated. 
And I also think we need to say this, that the structure of language, the way sentences are strung together is, is a left brain activity, okay? So we're, at, even as like we are making sense of our emotional experiences, we're engaging the left brain. Oftentimes, um, you guys know I'm deeply moved by um, Dr. Vanderkolk, um, who wrote The Body Keeps the Score, which is a book I think everybody should have to read. Only if you have not experienced trauma for yourself, it will give you such um, a heart, so, su such a sense of compassion and understanding for those of us that have experienced deep trauma and sometimes are at no fault but to replay that trauma because we cannot get out of that loop. And so often what we are doing, um, he talks about this so well, he's brilliant and incredible, is that even for him, the experience of trying to then communicate the tra trauma. So moving from that right brain, like felt emotional experience to then communicate with the left brain, that it, it, it is so sometimes difficult to stay in that present and then at the same time use that left brain. So I love this idea in the work for us is really to drop into the awareness of our physical body. It's to check for that felt sense of feeling in the body that carries meaning. I often ask clients to do this when they are feeling their emotions, like the five steps to feel your emotions is you're going to say, I think this is going on and this is where it's at in my body. And they don't have to access the, the verbal part of that. They sit with any felt sense that arises. They're giving it a color, they're, they're, they're feeling it in their body and they gradually engage with it through language. And that felt sense is often a vague sensation. It's like, oh, oh, and tingling in my chest. I'm curious about it, its size, its shape, whether it has a color or particular emotional tone. I'm trying to initiate a conversation, a dialogue between that emotional felt sensation, which are right brain processes and the more, more left brain activities. So then I labeling and seeking details. And, and really we deepen that dialogue by breathing into it and literally asking what thought, what is this about? What thought is driving this? And so then we're firing that linguistic left hemisphere with the embodied right. Being mindful, being present requires us into, not requires, invites us into integration and leads to a state of being that Dr. Daniel Siegel says is flexible, adaptive, coherent, energetic, and stable. And that is that faces theory. And so you might be saying, this is all great. Like I'm in, 
you got me, sister. Like, why have you not talked about this before? And I have intentionally been aware of how I have these conversations because too much information is like, ah, it, it causes us to shut down, right? And so when I think about how I have conversations about either vertical integration or left-right integration, I am very clear about the intention, about the process, um, and know that this takes years of work to understand. So if your brain is like exploded, please know that I am here to support you. I am here to do, to support you as you do this deep work. And there is so much to be said about this integration, this whole body living, whole brain living. Um, and, and this is but one short podcast. And there is a world of resources out there. Mindset, whole, whole brain child. The body keeps the score. I would even argue the anatomy of the soul by Dr. Kurt Thompson. You know, so much of my work of, I, I think around this conversation of whole brain living and right brain, left brain integration is really a conversation of how we come to A, feel our emotions in a deeper and different way, but B, how we feel our connection to the divine, to the creator that embeds every felt cell, every cell of our body with meaning and with light. And so I think it is very important to understand this work as necessary, but as, as, as a stepped process that we cannot take on all this information at once or our, our brains are like too much, I'm shutting down now. Thank you very much, right? So I offer this to you as a tool um, and I'm gonna talk about tools that I believe help foster integration and that I believe, you know, my story is one of trauma, but we all have trauma. I believe COVID pandemic has created a shared trauma experience that no one is talking about and what that is doing in our bodies and in our minds is is there is nothing that that we need to just be having more conversations about this and that my work in my life through my mindfulness-based practices, through my yoga, through EMDR, through these resources, through breathwork practices have transformed my experience of trauma and how I can then talk about my trauma, my experience of assault to inform others. And it doesn't have to be assault. It can be fear of any kind. And so I offer this to you. So um, how to create more integration. And I believe this comes from Dr. Kurt Thompson, or I think, but his work comes from Dr. Daniel Siegelson. It's just, we'll just make it what it is. But mindfulness, right? Mindfulness helps us formulate a coherent narrative, which we will also talk about, that understands 
and, and brings into our awareness patterns of our lives that per, provide an increase of mindful awareness. So this is mindfulness, meditation, body scans, yoga. We are feeling that we are inviting a right brain experience of our lives, of our world, of our perspective. And we're just inviting in more of it. So that is really, we are doing a, I am doing a full um, conversation around mindfulness. So please do not think that, that we're just going to leave it there. There will be more, um, more, more of this conversation. Um, I just wanted to give you um, uh, one, two, three um, offerings for integration, how to create more integration and autobiographical exercises, writing, brain downloads, narratives, looking at your narratives. That is one of the most important things. You recognize that you are, it's really a left brain exercise, but what you are doing is feeling being present to the experience and then pushing it to the left side to right. Of course, I have a whole download on how to, how to really download your thoughts and your emotions, your really narrative, your story to create meaning, to create sense. So that's another one that we're gonna be talking about. And the third is awareness, the power of the human mind to overcome our many, many vulnerabilities that come from non-integrated states. This comes from our capacity to be aware. And with awareness comes the possibility for choice and change, sweet friend. So that's what I want to say to you. We will get into this in a deeper sense, but I want to invite you just become aware of this. And one time, I just think, I just want to close with this because it's so beautiful. Also, because I love this man. Dr. Daniel Siegel asked, what is integration made visible? His answer was kindness and compassion. By increasing the integration in our brains, we improve the likelihood that we'll engage with the world from a balanced, healthy place with kindness, with compassion. When we feel better, we act in more kinder and more gentler ways. We live integrated. And in that living integrated, we empower others to live integrated and to treat themselves with kindness and compassion and treat others with kindness and compassion. It is one of the most beautiful, most powerful experiences that is that when you live in integration, when you live with whole brain living, with whole brain experiencing, you change the world for everyone else around you. Sweet friends, I invite you into more of your right brain experiencing. I invite you into a deep and beautiful life that comes from integration. Okay, questions, you know where to find me. Hello at jessicastong.com. If you're ready to join the Courageous Life Society, I got you, boo. Anyway, love you all. Have a great and courageous week. See ya.
And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.